The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. If you'd like to take us up on that free retirement review, Josh and I'll give you, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000, of investable assets, call the office 800-743-0988 or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So when I talk about the housing market, I know you all think I'm talking about Central Oregon, but whenever I talk about the housing market, I'm talking about it nationally, unless I specifically say, like if I talk about the Beacon Report, which is obviously a local uh, local information. Um, so the housing market nationally is frozen. Pending home sales in the U.S. have moved down to their lowest level uh, since April of 2020. And you remember that was like the month after the pandemic started. uh, So the U.S. economy was shut down. Um, So what's, you know, the housing market is certainly frozen nationally. And what's driving it? Obviously, ripping high mortgage rates. Um, and, and prices still are going higher. And so when you have higher mortgage rates and higher home prices, that's obviously le- led to a collapse in affordability. There's a whole generation that thinks they're never, ever going to be able to buy a house. Uh, the 30-year mortgage rate has moved up to 7.5%, the highest level since 2000. Remember, only a couple of years ago, it was 2.6%, which was an all-time low. Uh, and U.S. prices, U.S. home prices have hit an all-time high in July, up 40% over the last three years. 40% move in the housing market in three years is insane. And so obviously that means the affordability of the housing market is at an all-time low. This is the data, and this is, you can argue with me all you want, but this is the data. The median American household would need to spend 45% of their income to afford the median price home. That's the highest percentage in history. History, way, and it's not by a little bit; it's by a lot. So, you know, the housing two things. One of two things has to happen: either house prices have to come down, or mortgage rates have to come sharply lower. And I don't think the latter is going to happen. I know a lot of you out there are calling for that. It's like the it's the common theme, but it, it's I don't think it's going to happen for a lot of structural reasons. And so, when you have uh, the Amer- average American having to spend forty five percent of their household income on housing, the math doesn't work. It, it, it ends up in a train wreck. And so, um, you know, the housing market it hasn't rolled over yet, but it's sort of due probably for some uh, some correction here um, because this affordability measure it's it, it's worse than it was in any of the housing bubbles we've seen, and we know what happened after that. And so, um, you know, I would I wouldn't if you're buying a house now, don't expect to make money on it for quite some time. Uh, and then the other thing we're seeing in the bond market, the total U.S. bond market ETF, BND is the ETF, uh, now has a negative return almost for eight years. That's uh, that's the biggest bond fund or bond ETF that exists. It's $95 billion in assets. Uh, so 30, over 38 months and counting, this is the longest bear market and uh, bond market's history. We've never seen a bear market this long since they've been tracking. And so, you know, when you own bonds, your returns aren't obviously fabulous. And so it's easy to wipe out almost a decade worth of returns in a relatively short period. And we don't, by the way, think that the pain in the bond market is over. We might get a short reprieve here, maybe even into year end, uh, where rates back up a little bit. But I think uh, the story in the bond market is, you know, we had 40 years of declining interest rates. Now we're going to have a long cycle where interest rates are going higher. And like Josh said, there was a Rick Santelli, who's been a trader for a long time in Chicago, uh, talk, was talking last week about uh, the 10-year being at 13%. Now, I don't know that I necessarily agree with him, uh, but, you know, maybe on the 10-year could happen. Even if we got to 7%, things would look a lot different. You have to think about if a 10-year treasury is at 7%, 
That means mortgage rates are north of 10, maybe even close to 11%. What does that do to the housing market? So those are the, those are the sort of second level things you need to be thinking about. Uh, no matter what you do for a living and no matter where you're investing your money, you need to be thinking about if rates keep going up, everybody's, you know, you all want them to go down, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen. I would love them to go down too. It would be great for my business, but I deal in something called reality, and I think the more likelihood is that they're going to go higher. We could get a short-term reprieve, and I'm not saying that, you know, bonds are way oversold right now and, and we're due for a little bounce, but I think the, the longer-term move, being the rest of my career in this business, rates are going to be going higher. Whether or not we found a... In a, t a peak or not, the the floor is going to be considerably higher. Yeah, and, and here's the, here's ultimately yeah, you mean like the bottom, the low end. Yeah. Here's the other thing that people forget: like everybody thinks it's the Fed, like that the Fed has total control over them. It's the bond market. Look, the Fed can cut rates, but bond market can say no. We're not buying it, and rates can still move higher. So the Fed can cut fund funds rate, but that doesn't mean the interest rates in the bond market are going to go lower. The bond market is driven by supply and demand, and so you know the Fed can say we're going to lower rates, but the bond investors can say, mm, no, we need rates to stay high or go higher in order for us to keep buying this stuff. And so remember, that's that's the other force at work. Everybody thinks it's all in the Fed. It, you know, there's been plenty of times when the Fed acted and the bond market didn't agree and, and moved rates the other direction. So. Okay, so I mentioned in the tease leading up to the segment, we would talk about what your financial advisor uh, actually is doing. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, have a perception about what their financial advisor, the role that that person plays in their life. But Josh, it, it's not really what mo for most advisors. Now, you know, for, for us and some others that we know, they're you know we're they're doing what you think we're doing what you, our clients think we're doing. Uh, but that's not tr not true for most of our peers. I think it's becoming you know almost every free retirement review I've done over the last six or eight months. And I think you know as we were talking about it in preparation for the segment this week, it's. It's been something that we see overwhelmingly now, which is advisors just outsource the money management to a third party or a number of third parties. And uh, some of them, you know, communicate that to ultimately to the end client, i.e. you, but others don't. And, you know, the idea from the advisor's perspective and how it gets pitched to them by our industry is, well, concentrate on doing the things that you're good at, which is prospecting for new clients and uh, pretending to be their friend and you know all of that kind of stuff, but uh, golfing that 's what the asset and you know the asset management industry wants a piece of the advisor 's revenue of course, and so it 's great for the asset management industry, and they frame it that way to the advisor as well free up your time doing uh, the things that you 're actually good at rather than managing the money but the end result for you, the retail investor, is that there's too many cooks in the kitchen because you have this intermediary i e your financial advisor that uh, is you know supposedly or purportedly adding value by picking these third party managers uh, but you, you yeah know, the story works great for everybody except for you <laughs> yeah and that's that 's the dilemma is that th this person in your life that you you know you may like on a personal level is just an additional layer of fees and also sort of an intermediary that you don 't need and creates a degree of opacity that uh sort of complicates the picture because the third party asset manager the you know the firm or the people or the you know the enterprise actually running the money doesn't know who you are and you know they're not aware of your specific circumstances or anything else and uh, in most cases we actually see a number of these different sleeves so you'll have you know four or five accounts at Schwab and they're all labeled differently but they're all with a different third-party asset manager with a different strategy and and none of them are working in conjunction with each other and you know it's something that uh, the more and more we see it it's becoming increasingly prevalent in the industry as those sort of one-man bands out there completely outsource that function and it's something to be aware of as the retail investor. And you should be asking yourself, like, why am I paying this additional intermediary? Why not go straight to the source is, is ultimately our argument. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're just a, your advisor is just a tool in your life. And then the, my favorite is when the advisor says, oh, you don't like how this manager is doing? Well, let's fire them and, and hire this person instead. And it's like, wait. What I don't understand, like they're they're like the, you two are in the same corner, and these money managers are like vying for your business. But it's it's just another layer of fees. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody has to get paid, and guess who's doing the paying? You. Uh, and so one of the biggest determining factors of performance over the long term is how much you're paying in fees. And so why are you adding? And an the extra way person? the way that advisors like use it is sort of like oh well, you know, they deflect the blame onto that third party 
the third party manager, the people actually running the money and go, oh, well, look, this one underperformed. And the way that they sort of frame it is that it's not their fault, but <laughs> you know, the whole idea was that you were sort of, you know, you're paying them functionally to delegate and do the picking. But then you look at the data about the ability of the advisor to do the picking and you know, they might as well be a, a monkey throwing a dart at the board. On that note, if you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call. <laughs> no, that was a good explanation. Give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When, when we come back, we're going to talk to you about rebalancing, why you should do it, how often you should do it, all the different ways you go about rebalancing. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. The big three-day meat sale is going on now. Come into any local race food place and stock up your freezer with beef, chicken, and pork, including these specials. St. Helens ground beef, 73% lean, sold in a three-pound roll, only $3.66 a pound. Whole boneless beef ribeye, just $7.88 a pound. And value-packed boneless skinless chicken breast, $2.99 a pound. These and many other specials going on now through Sunday at your local race food place. Proud to be your local employee-owned grocery store. It's time to run to race. Hi, this is Paul Heatherman, estate planning attorney in Bend since 1995. I'm happy to ask you the right questions so we can get you a quality estate plan that's customized to your needs. But here's what I won't do. I won't make you fill out a 10-page questionnaire, not even close. I won't make you visit my office more than twice. I won't ask for any account numbers. They're not needed for your estate plan. We make an advanced estate plan simple. Call me, Paul Heatherman, for a free consultation or go online to bendattorneys.com. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Can you tell me the traditional gift for our 61st anniversary? Well, I know the 50th is gold, but I don't think there is a traditional 61st anniversary gift. Well, there is now, and it's green. As in, save a ton of greenbacks during the 61st anniversary sale at Wilson's of Redmond. Saving money is a great tradition. For Wilson's 61st anniversary, we've negotiated exceptional discounts from our manufacturers. We're talking huge savings on Stressless, the most comfortable furniture on the planet. Big green discounts on fully customized Amish handcrafted furniture from Country Classic Collection. Leather Italia, Flex Steel, and Southern Motion. Save up to $1,100 on heirloom luxury mattresses, too. Free delivery and special no-interest financing available. See store for details. At Wilson's of Redmond. Sale ends October 31st. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local for 61 years. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. 
Right. Yeah. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. We're just talking about uh, my teenagers and teenagers in general, how they uh, it's much easier to organize a party now for teenagers because of Snapchat chat chat because they can all see where each other is and they all seem to congregate so uh all the men pd just has to get snapchat and see where all these kids are especially <laughs> if they're having bonfires yeah that's right i'm throwing you guys all under the bus um so one of the things as an investor that you should care about more than almost anything is liquidity so josh and i when we think about investing our clients money and our own money uh one of the things we value almost above all else is liquidity being being able to sell something uh, that day or that minute, for, you know, where where there's a market for it, and we know the price that we're going to get within a penny or less. And so, uh, too many people out there, you you know who you are if you're listening, are buying illiquid investments. And illiquidity sometimes seems okay because your price doesn't move right. So you're like the stock market might be going down, and you're like, oh, my stocks are going down. But this illiquid investment that I have uh, doesn't. You know, there's no market for it. There's no daily market. So you feel as if it's like, oh, well, this thing isn't going down in value because the price is staying steady. Um, but obviously, if there was a market for it, just like any other risk assets, it's going to have decline in value. And so the problem with illiquidity um, is just that, is that when you need the liquidity of some of these investments, it doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, it's at a price way below where you think it is. And so, you know, you get this statement in the mail and it says $10 a share and you say, well, I need that liquidity. I need money from that investment. I need my principal back. And you go to sell it. It might be 30 cents or 20 cents in the dollar uh, because some hedge fund will pick it up for at that price. Uh, they're, they're the only ones that will give you liquidity. So as an investor, you should value liquidity in almost every single thing you buy above almost anything else. Is the ability to sell something at a market price where there is a very deep liquid market for it. And so Josh and I, when we build our portfolios for our clients, we look at how – uh, not only how liquid something is, but how big the liquidity is. Meaning if we have to sell a big block of something, which we do sometimes, you know, $50, $60 million worth of an ETF, is there plenty of, uh, can the market absorb it? Is there plenty of liquidity in that security to, to be able to absorb a big trade like that? And as an individual investor, you should do the same thing. You know, you, for a long, long time, for the last 20 years, um, there was a big premium paid for illiquid investments, um, you know, in the private markets because uh, interest rates are at zero. And so pr investing in that market made a lot of sense and the returns were great. If interest rates stay here where they are now and they go higher from here, that that strategy is going to go away because the cost of capital in those private markets matters so much. And if the cost of capital for those people goes up, those are non-economical businesses. And so uh, that's something that we would just encourage you to focus on is liquidity. Um, so the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, which is the core PCE, the uh, uh, personal Consumption Expenditures Index uh, moved down to 3.9% in the month of August. That's the lowest since May of 2021. The Fed funds rate is now 1.5% above the core PCE, which is the most restrictive monetary policy we've seen since 2007. And so, you know, monetary policy, if you measure it by that, which is a lot of people do measure it by that, is now officially restrictive with, with inflation having come down and rates staying where they are. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, I guess there's a lot of ammunition for the Fed to be able to leave rates where they prob where they are because they're they're now restrictive relative to where inflation is. And so, um, you know, the bond market is doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the Fed right now with rates moving up as sharply as they have over the last. You know, the Fed probably the Fed can sit pat if rates stay where they the are. The Fed, or at least Mary Daly of the San Francisco Fed, communicated that uh, this week, which you know it didn't really get talked about too much. But that lady is so. She's really out of touch with reality, yeah, but yeah. she's really smart. Yeah, so she's yeah. really smart as it relates to markets. She's uh, the comments she makes about <laughs> about people is not so. But well, she, she lives in a, in a yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> she lives in a San Francisco bubble, but uh, and I don't think she's ever worked outside of uh, p policy essentially. But um, you know, but as a policy, she's really smart policymaker. I don't know that they would have let her say that <laughs> if if it's not entered the committee's thinking, which is that. Uh, you know the bond market is doing some of their work for them, and a lot of their work for may them. enable them to avoid hiking rates again uh, next month when it's their last chance in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I was adamant that they probably had to, but I, after this week, if if the 10-year stays at that 4.8% number and where mortgage rates are, I, I think the Fed can be done. Uh, now the problem. 
comes when the Fed says they're done and then rates back up. That That's where the problem comes. So, you know, I still think they have to have a very hawkish stance, even if they don't raise rates, to be able to keep the bond market where it is. So it'll be really interesting. That next rate decision is going to be a tough one. When you look into 2024, though, and you think about and, you know, when you live in Bend and you see all of these people and it's rates obviously take, you know, the, remember 19 months ago and it's like, well, these it was March of 2022 and rates started to go up. And, you know, the, those interest rate increases do take like a year and a half to work themselves into the economy. And you think about, you know, now that that Porsche isn't at 2%, <laughs> you know, and it costs 8% for that auto loan or 9% for that, that auto yeah. loan. You know, there's definitely going to be economic weakness next year as a result of increasing rates. There's just yeah, no question. It's hard to use Ben as sort of the petri dish because we're such an anomalous place, like relative to the rest of the country. But I, I do know what you're saying. Okay, Mr. Finelli, let's talk about this exciting thing called rebalancing. So what's portfolio rebalancing and why should everybody care? Uh, portfolio rebalancing is just, you know, you have your allocation, whether it's 60-40, 70-30, stocks to bonds, uh, it's just bringing it back to you know, where you envisioned it to start. And so you know, if you're a 60-40 investor, both sides of your portfolio uh, last year got hammered. So rebalancing might not have been the best thing for you. But this year, you know, your, the stock side, the 60% is definitely higher. And if you own the right fixed income, uh, that could be higher too. But the idea is when you rebalance, you bring it back uh, to what you wanted it to be. And so explain also the two ways that trigger rebalancing, the two ways that we think about rebalancing. You can either rebalance because things have deviated a lot from your in initial threshold. So say that 60-40 became a 70-30, you may want to sell off 10% of your stock and bring it back to a 60-40, or you just do it time-based and say, you know, every 12 months, a lot of 401k plans uh, have this option where you can just automate the rebalancing. It's just done on a calendar year basis. But uh, one of those two ways or a combination of the two is typically how most most portfolio managers rebalance portfolios. So because Josh and I have rule-based investing and, you know, all especially for our retired clients, um, keeping their risk profile similar to what it should be all the time is really important, making sure they have enough fixed income in their portfolio. And so that rules-based investing where we're doing it a lot of times trigger, triggered on getting their allocations closer to where they should be, meaning when the tolerances for stocks gets too high, we have to sell that back. And so what we're doing, if you think about that rebalance, is you know, we're, we're selling stocks after they've had a good run, which is what you want to do, for especially for our retired clients. So their stock allocation has gotten too high. We need to sell that down and get their bond allocation higher so that if we do have a bear market, uh, that we have a place to go to get their income. And conversely, when the stock market sells off sharply and bonds become a bigger percentage, uh, we're, we're selling bonds and buying stocks. And so it's just a, you know, a great way of risk management, and it's really easy to do. And you know, like Josh said, in a 401k, you can do it automatically where it just happens. You can pick your birthday or January 1st or whatever it is and have it happen. So rebalancing, especially for you in retired stages of life, is really important as a risk management tool, but also make sure your portfolio is set up for those distributions that obviously are so very important. All right. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office numbers 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. We'll be back. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Incredible savings. It's for a limited time. Two days only at Coastal. Coastal. 
Find huge savings this weekend only at Coastal. Shop October 7th and 8th to save 20% off all regular price clothing and footwear. And 10% off everything else, including stoves and pellets, firearms and ammo, and more. Plus additional offers. Get a free pallet of cordwood with any wood stove purchase. Find huge savings on pet food and animal feed, fencing, power equipment, and all of your other essentials at your local Coastal Farm and Ranch. Shop how you want, when you want, in-store or online at CoastalCountry.com. See store for restrictions, exclusions, and complete details. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Don't miss out on huge savings at Coastal this weekend. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. Well, I did it. I'm Leslie James, and you've been hearing me talk about my journey to reverse my osteoporosis for a couple of years now with OsteoStrong in Bend. I joined the OsteoStrong program and followed their advice, and according to my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis free. I am living proof that it is possible with patience and dedication and my membership to OsteoStrong. Try it yourself. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizinkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1 866 SkyRizzy to learn more. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career, accredited, acclaimed, effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your probably last warm days of fall with us. We appreciate it. Uh, I certainly appreciate this weather. Um, so the the inflationary environment we found ourselves and we still find ourselves in, um, there was a lot of factors involved uh, in getting us to this situation, obviously COVID, and then what the government's response to that was, and then how they kept the response going, uh, obviously it was all inflationary. And the idea that it was going to be transitory was sort of laughable. 
Uh, but the road back to a more normal inflationary environment is obviously going to be paid with a normal normalization in the money supply. So, you know, the money supply essentially increased by 40 percent uh, in a very, very, very short period of time. And so obviously that in itself is inflationary. Take all the rest of the stuff out of the equation. If you increase the supply of money in the system by 40% in 18 months, that is, that is the definition of inflationary. Um, and so we've seen a, a shift. Uh, and so the U.S. money supply, supply fell by 3.8% over last year, a record nine consecutive months with a year-over-year decline. Uh, and so that is certainly a good news for the inflation, on the inflation front. And the biggest single contributor to CPI or inflation, which is shelter, uh, should continue to move lower as well. Uh, U.S. rents are 1.2% lower than they were a year ago, the biggest year-over-year decline since December of 2020. So, you know, the, the the interest rates being higher are certainly having an impact, but money supply, sort of the money sloshing around the system being sopped up uh, to some extent is obviously also good. Because money supply, if you go back and look at the growth of money supply over time, it's, it grows almost every single year. There's been very few years where it's shrunk and, we're, and we've seen it shrink, um, mostly because it had to, because it grew so fast by so much uh, that it had to be dealt with. Um, and then we had some uh, some people in our office a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about uh, home insurance rates and how much they had increased. And so I, I was like, hmm, I was I was confused by that. And it turns out they're 100% right. Um, homeowner insurance rates have increased steadily by a cumulative 19.5% uh, from 2018 to 2023. Um, and it seems to have slowed, but uh, the average increase last year was 5% uh, compared with about 3% this year. Um, and so I was like, man, how, you know, there's obviously a lot of dynamics. That's just one of the ma- many inflationary things that are going on. But one of the things that you can do if you are facing this situation where your homeowners or rates in general are going up, uh, any insurance rates, is that you can increase your deductible. So that's one of the things I tell people if you're like in a financial, you know, insurance is for the emergency and you can afford uh, it's just like high deductible health insurance plans. Like, unfortunately, I seem to reach our deductible every year, which is a big number. It's something like thirteen or fifteen thousand um, dollars. But um, that is a a way to have lower insurance premiums uh, is to increase your deductible. Right? It's all a game the insurance companies are playing uh, to try to minimize their risk and spread that risk out. And so, if your deductible is quite high or higher. Uh, that can uh, lower your insurance premiums. And so um, if you're relatively responsible, that's something you can think about. All right, let's talk about some year-end stuff you need to be thinking about as an investor. So sort of a checklist heading into year-end. And so the first thing I would say uh, is check your retirement plan contribution. So a lot of you that listen to our show are in the group that can max out uh, their 401k, 403b, simple SEP, whatever it is. And so make sure you're on track because in 2023, the uh, the IRS allowed for a, a larger contribution to a lot, most of those plans. So th- almost every single qualified retirement plan and health and health savings account increase the amount you contribute. And so if, you were, if your plan was set up automatically last year uh, and you didn't make any changes, you're not set up to max out your plan. So make sure that you're set up to not only max out your uh, retirement plan at work, whether it's a 401k, 43B, whatever it is, or also your health savings account. That's another one. Make sure you're on track to, to max that out. Um, you need to, this is the time of year. Obviously, people start to think about charitable giving. I was on the board of a local charity here, and this last fourth quarter uh, is when most of the money came in. 80% of our charity money came in in the fourth quarter, and, and I was the treasurer, and it used to make me crazy. Uh, but this is when you start to think about your charitable giving. If you're in the reti- uh, required minimum distribution phase of your life, so you're having to take money because you're uh, over 73 um, you can do what's called a qualified charitable distribution to a 501c3 charity, and you won't have to pay taxes on that. So if you're in that phase of life, uh, make sure you start to think about that. Uh, the other thing I'd tell you is this is a good time of year to, to look at anything with a beneficiary designation. So life insurance policies, annuities, 401ks, all your retirement accounts, all of those have beneficiary designations. 
and the money on the, all of those with the beneficiary designation passes by that, then is, uh, that beneficiary designation. It doesn't matter what your will or trust says. It goes by that. And so, you know, people get divorced. They get remarried. Uh, you don't want your ex-wife or your ex-husband uh, getting your life insurance proceeds or your old IRA or 401k. And so, you know, you might laugh, but that happens more often than you would think is that, you know, people make big changes in their life and then don't change the beneficiaries on uh, some things that are big and big assets. And, uh, you know, they ha- you, there's no getting around it. The beneficiary designation is how that money gets passed. Uh, and so just make sure you check your beneficiaries or, the, the, you know, and it's really easy to do. Uh, you can usually do it online. Um, and then also if you have a taxable investment account, so a, a, a non-qualified investment account, you know, like a joint account with your spouse or a taxable brokerage account, um, you should go in there and especially after having a couple of rough years in the equity markets, do some tax loss selling. So you might have some realized gains. You might have traded some things this year and have some gains. You can offset those gains from a tax perspective by selling your losers. So you can go in there and, and do some tax loss harvesting. Um, we This is the time of year we start to go through all of our clients' non-qualified accounts and do our tax planning to try to minimize the tax liability in their non-qualified accounts. So that's a big one because remember, you know, if you can make changes in your non-qualified accounts, do sell some losers so that your tax liability in that account gets to close to zero, then there's no reason you shouldn't be doing it. It takes literally 20 minutes to do. So tax loss selling in your non-qualified accounts. Um, for those of you that own mutual funds, actively manage mutual funds specifically, um, you need to look at those and say, uh, do I really want to, especially because markets have come down and you might have losses in those funds, you know, those mutual funds distribute capital gains and they distribute them in, in December. If you sell these things before then, um, you're not going to get that capital gain. So, you know, Josh and I don't use mutual funds with our clients. We use exchange traded funds that track indexes. But a lot of you out there listening have actively managed mutual funds in your taxable investment accounts. And some of those, because, the you know, the portfolio managers are trading throughout the year, uh, they have to distribute their gains in December. Um, and you don't get a say. So if you own the fund in December and the, let's say the capital gain distribution is 20%, you have, let's say you have $100,000 in that mutual fund and they have a 20% capital gain distribution, you're going to get a $20,000 capital gain distribution that is taxable. And if it's short term, it's going to be ordinary income. If it's long term, it'll be somewhere between 15 and 20%. And you literally have no control over that at all. It, it just happens. And so we see this all the time where people get these big capital gain distributions and they have no control over that. So you still have time. Uh, to, you know, if you want to liquidate those mutual funds and not have to pay that capital gain distribution. And so because the equity markets have been relatively weak, uh, you have the ability to go in, uh, probably for a lot of, in a lot of cases and, and, uh, and, um, reduce that, you know, you sell that mutual fund so you don't have to pay that capital gain. So that's the checklist. The last thing I would remind people of is something that's really, really dangerous. You know, the market hit an all time high in January of 2022, uh, and hasn't gotten back there. And so a lot of you, all of you f- that have the highest account value you've ever had is in January of 2022. You feel like you've lost money since then. Josh and I would argue that that value in the market probably wasn't realistic. And so that's something called anchoring. Um, you need to figure, probably forget about that value because it, it can lead to some very, very dangerous behavior. The antsiness is increasing the longer this uh, oh, yeah. drawdown goes on. And I wish I could say I thought it was ending soon. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement view, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your asset allocation, your portfolio, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. You just have to have at least $500,000 of investable assets. So if you want to get one of those meetings scheduled, give our office a call. The number here is 800 800- Seven four three zero nine eight eight, or you can always email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwalk.com when we come back we will tackle some of your emails so stick around get your free one hour retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988. Again, 
The stories no one else can bring you are here. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. Are you looking to enjoy church again? Check us out at Holy Communion, an independent Catholic church where all are truly welcome. Join us for Mass on Saturdays at 5 o'clock or Sundays at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock and enjoy going to church again. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Can you tell me the traditional gift for our 61st anniversary? Well, I know the 50th is gold, but I don't think there is a traditional 61st anniversary gift. Well, there is now, and it's green. As in, save a ton of greenbacks during the 61st anniversary sale at Wilson's of Redmond? Saving money is a great tradition. For Wilson's 61st anniversary, we've negotiated exceptional discounts from our manufacturers. We're talking huge savings on Stressless, the most comfortable furniture on the planet. Big green discounts on fully customized Amish handcrafted furniture from Country Classic Collection. Leather Italia, Flex Steel, and Southern Motion. Save up to $1,100 on heirloom luxury mattresses, too. Free delivery and special no-interest financing available. See store for details. At Wilson's of Redmond. Sale ends October 31st. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Even a local for 61 years. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Call 800-209-3485. Sponsored by Patriotic Hearts. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back to Financial Focus. Thanks for joining us. Maybe um, Jeff Bezos will put Mac Gates in one of his spaceships and send it into outer space and it just won't come <laughs> back. Uh, thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name's Tyler Simonis. Yes, I'm the snarky one. That guy, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. So I talked earlier in the show uh, uh, about a structural situation in the labor market here in the United States and why maybe the business cycle is going to have less of an impact on labor here in the United States because we have structural problems. And sure enough, Mr. Finelli uh, provided me with a wonderful article from the Wall Street Journal uh, the title of it is why, why America has a long-term labor crisis in six charts. I don't see the date on this. Uh, September 25th it was in the articles written. And it goes through all these charts, and it's really compelling. I mean, you know, the first one is 
And this is the big problem. We, this is a problem from a productivity standpoint, but also just a number standpoint, is uh, labor force participation rate for people that are 65 and older uh, has declined sharply uh, since c- coronavirus. A lot of those people just said, you know what, I'm hanging it up. I have enough, my assets have risen in value enough, I can retire. I'm going to call it good. And you know, structurally, that's a problem just because the number of those people that exist leaving uh, is a bummer. But from a productivity standpoint, those are the people that show up for work every day and actually do the work. And so that's that's why I, I miss them the most. Uh, we have birth rates declining in the United States. That's obviously not helpful very structurally. Um, just labor force participation in general is, has declined sharply since COVID. Uh, average hourly earnings has risen uh, pretty sharply, obviously, with inflation coming back. Um, and, you know, one of the things that nobody wants to talk about is, uh, is um, well, I guess they do want to talk about it, but not in the way that it, it probably helps, and that is immigration. I mean, you know, historically, uh, there's been a lot of people come to this country that do the jobs that Americans don't want to do. Um, and, you know, now that's the hot button, hot button issue. But, you know, we need immigration to fill a lot of these jobs. They're just, you know, with birth rates declining and people retiring, uh, there aren't, the math doesn't work out. And so we need people, uh, doesn't matter where they really, they come from. You know, if you think about Albert Einstein could have helped the Germans, right? He could have helped the Germans build, uh, the nuclear uh, weapon, but he came to America and he helped the United States and we need to make the United States that way again, uh, for people from, uh, overseas, uh, no matter where they come from, uh, to want to come to the United States. Cause it's really hard to become a U.S. citizen. Uh, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to become a Canadian city and citizen if you're a really smart kid, uh, growing up in anywhere in Europe. All right. Let's tackle some emails. Uh, this one comes from Frank. My wife and I plan on retiring next spring. How do I know how much we should have in bonds versus stocks? Do I use Jack Bogle's rule, uh, which is take your age and subtract it from 100, and that's how much you should have in stocks? Oh, that's I forget that that is Jack Bogle's rule. So, I mean, you, do you want to tackle that? Yeah, I mean, I, I can. It's, I hate those types of rules and it, just because it... Rules applicable to everybody. Yeah, there's just... <laughs> You know, everyone has their own appetite for risk and, you know, unique situation that should dictate how much fixed income and how, how, many, how much stock they should own. And for us, the starting point is always, you know, what's your portfolio distribution rate? And then, you know, we take that and multiply it basically by five and say, you know, that that's going to get you through what's been a pretty, you know, I mean, there's been two five-year drawdowns in markets in the last 23 years. Five years were, were <laughs> yeah. a peak to bottom back to peak. Yep. And so, you know, if you have five years with the fixed income, you can, you know, theoretically withstand a bear market and not ultimately turn to your stock side to generate the income that you need and sell off stock at a low to generate those distributions. But, you know, that's going to be different for everybody because that's just the starting point. Of course, you overlay that with your risk tolerance, and that's the big, big thing right now. Of course, is just how much of the stock market drawdown are you willing to participate in, and you sort of fuse those two, and that's where you find the best answer. Because I, th- you know, we look at a lot of our uh, older octogenarian, you know, those type of clients, and they have absolutely no interest in owning that much fixed income because they're totally fine with significant amounts of volatility just because they've seen it before. And that's why they have more money than most. And, and you know, so, Frank, the, the biggest thing is, like, Frank, if you told me you had $10 million and you have $50,000 a month in fixed income and, and, you know, you own everything, your asset allocation can be 100% bonds or 100% stocks or 100% like you you are one of those people so your circumstances dictate a lot of your asset allocation right and so it's it's really hard to know um you know for 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 me to Josh or I to answer your question Frank without knowing a lot more about your situation so all of our clients you know they're they're situation dictates uh you know like the two things that just taught josh just talked about their their ability to tolerate volatility which is the risk side of it and then they're just their situation based on their income needs uh it has a lot to do with it so you know you can't like jack bogle says you can't just take some formula and say okay this is your stock to bond allocation because everybody's different like we have really young clients that can't stand volatility at all and so their portfolio might be a lot less risky than like josh said an 85 year old client but that 85 
25-year-old client has owned stocks his or her whole life and won't let us buy them bonds in their portfolio. And they say, I'm going to fire you idiots if you buy me bonds. And so we understand that. And so everybody's circumstance and situation is going to be different. And so, Frank, it's hard to answer that question uh, without knowing a lot more about you. Um, this comes from N.A. I don't know. Uh, I'm 48 years old. I mean, this one's too long. Sorry. Um, next week, maybe I'll answer your question. It's just this one. We don't have enough time uh, left in the show to answer that question. Um, this comes from Jack M. I requested some information a while back from Fisher Investments, and <laughs> now they won't leave me alone. What are your thoughts on Fisher Investments? They advertise as a full-service investment advisor. So, uh, well, interest of full disclosure, one of our assistants' husband worked there for a long time. She had her money there, so we got we got uh, sort of firsthand no- knowledge on to see how they managed their money. The first thing I tell you is their fee schedule is re- relatively high. Uh, their fee schedule, if you have between two hundred thousand and five hundred thousand, it's one and a half. Five hundred thousand and a million, one and a quarter. Uh, one million and five million, one point one two five, and if you have over five million bucks, you're still paying one percent. So the fee schedule is relatively high, um, but you know they are they're act, an active manager, and so if you listen to our show enough, you know that we're not fans of active managers, um, and they use leveraged ETNs, uh, exchange traded notes, which are. Uh, not the same as an exchange-traded fund, which is what we use. Um, there's a lot more risk involved in, in these exchange-traded notes, and they're a lot more expensive. They're also trying to beat the market by buying individual stocks. I will tell you this, as a as a uh, investment advisor, they are wonderful marketers. I mean, they're one of the best marketers <laughs> that I've ever seen in, in our space, uh, but that doesn't mean uh, it's it would be good to be a client. So they have a model where they have money managers in-house, and then they, have, they send out all these relationship managers. These are the people that won't leave you alone uh, that deal with you, but the, at the end of the day, somebody in Camas, Washington is managing your money. Ken Fisher's a creepy weirdo. <laughs> <on top>. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people might think I am. So. <laughs> Alright, that's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low sell high. We'll see you next week. Listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.